In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Persistence. How many of you have ever needed some encouragement to persist? To keep going, to hold your ground, to not give up? I imagine that's most of us. And today's lesson from 2 Timothy is in many ways about persistence. Today is also Stewardship Sunday. The letters of 1st and 2nd Timothy offer a wealth of wisdom written by St. Paul to his young protege, Timothy. Timothy had a Jewish mother and a Greek father, reflecting the first two cultural homes of the Christian faith. And the Apostle Paul wrote this letter to Timothy around the year 65 A.D., from prison. He was in prison in Rome when he wrote this letter. And Paul had stationed Timothy in Ephesus, Greece, to help with some of the very first Christian congregations These were brand new in this Mediterranean world, this brand new faith. And Timothy was there to assist them. It was the time of the Roman Empire. Timothy was young, he was new to leadership, and yet very interestingly for this time period, remember this is the very beginning, Timothy was a third generation Christian. Earlier in 2 Timothy, from chapter 1, before today's passage from chapter 3, St. Paul writes, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. As an aside, never underestimate the power of the faith of a mother or grandmother. I might add father or grandfather. So some of you here who are parents and grandparents, persist in your faith in praying for and encouraging the faith of your children and grandchildren, whatever their ages. In the first century, Christians were seen as a very strange people. Christians were a tiny minority in the Roman Empire. Now, Christians were sure, the very first Christians were sure from their experience of God and Christ that through the gospel of Jesus, their lives could be transformed because they had experienced it. But what they were not so sure about was exactly how they were to live their faith in every aspect of their lives as individuals, as families, and as congregations. And their complicated, multicultural world and often a hostile world. And Timothy was a leader in this new Jesus movement. And in today's passage, St. Paul, the first great missionary of the Christian faith, challenges Timothy, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, challenges us as well to do two things. The first thing that Paul challenges is found here, and I quote from today's passage. To know the sacred writings, 
that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. You know, there's a reason that we proclaim four lessons or four readings from Holy Scripture every Sunday. They form the building blocks of our faith. The Scriptures are the foundation for knowing the Christian story. And so if the Scriptures are not a part of your life regularly outside of this building, find a way to engage with the Scriptures during the week. There are a lot of ways you can do that. Try something. But the second thing that Paul challenges Timothy to do, and again, us, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is to persist in living our faith. In Timothy's case, this meant to persist in being a pastor, a faithful pastor, a leader of leaders in the church. But for you, it might mean any number of things. To persist in a relationship, to persist with a difficult child, to persist in the face of an illness, to persist in serving at St. John's and beyond. Let's take a moment of silence and let your conscience and the power of the Holy Spirit speak to you about what you need to persist in. Okay, so with God's help, persist in that. Follow any leading you may have received. Hopefully you took that seriously because God may have spoken to you. You may have missed something. So you've got that message. Persist. But when are we going to talk about stewardship? Well, a priest approaches one of her wealthy parishioners, and she believes that maybe he can be an example for the rest of the congregation, if she can just convince him. And this man is a very, very wealthy man. And so she goes up to him and says, Tony, you are an extremely successful businessman. Surely you could give more to the building fund. And Tony replies, but my mom is in the nursing home, my daughter just lost her job, and my son is just beginning college. If I can say no to them, I can say no to you. (laughs) Yes, that was meant to be a joke, folks. Without a little humor, that little vignette turns from comedy to tragedy. So what exactly is stewardship from a Christian perspective? There are books on that topic, but we'll do what we can in a short amount of time. Christian stewardship is about how you steward, manage, use everything in your life as a gift from God. Christian stewardship is about how you steward, manage, use everything in your life as a gift from God. Everything. This means relationships. This means your time. This means your abilities. It means everything. 
Okay, okay, but during Stewardship Month, which it is here at St. John's, we're really focusing on the stewardship financially. So what is financial stewardship from a Christian perspective? There are books on that topic, but we'll do what we can in a short amount of time. One writer summarizes it this way. Listen. Christian financial responsibility includes supporting your family, getting out of debt, giving to your church, giving to other good causes, living a reasonable lifestyle that does not ignore the needs of others, spending your dollars in ways that bring health to our planet, spending dollars in ways that contribute to a sustainable economy, not an economy that is destructive to people's lives, and leaving a financial legacy behind that will bless others when you die. Christian financial stewardship. Christian financial responsibility includes supporting your family, getting out of debt, giving to your church, giving to other good causes, living a reasonable lifestyle that does not ignore the needs of others, spending your dollars in ways that bring health to our planet, spending dollars in ways that contribute to a sustainable economy, not an economy that's destructive to people's lives, and leaving a financial legacy behind that will bless others when you die. So, giving to your church then, while an important part of Christian financial stewardship, is is hardly the only part, or even perhaps the most important part. But it is important. Pledging and giving to St. John's is a concrete expression of your faith, your relationship with God. And pledging and giving to St. John's is a concrete expression of your support and participation in this family of faith. Your giving is real-world evidence of your desire to put your faith into action. And your giving is real-world evidence of your discipleship. Now, your giving is hardly the only piece of evidence about your faith and discipleship. But it is an important and telling part of the evidence of your faith in discipleship and mine. So, what happens when we connect 2 Timothy with Stewardship Sunday? With the help of the triune God, persist in your faith, persist in the challenges that you are facing in your life right now, and persist or get started if you haven't already, in pledging and giving generously to St. John's. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.